They float, Georgie. They float. And when you're down here with me, you float down! Welcome to Spoilers. Uh, I'm your host this week, Mikey. Yeah, and yeah. Hello. <laughs> and uh, let's go around and say our hellos. And uh, my opening question will be if you've seen the original It and what you thought about it. So uh, let's go around the table here. Who's closest to me? Uh, Stevie, where are you recording from? Recording from Elkhart, Indiana. Uh, I watched the... Uh, 1990 miniseries with you was it last weekend yeah labor day and that was a rough watch I, like as a kid you're scared of it then as adult you're just kind of like why was this put on network tv and not somewhere like hbo uh really 90s lots of montages a lot of goofy scenes with jazz music in the background montages uh, like clown training or what no, it's like Bill, <laughs> old Bill and old Mike get together and like ride ride around on bikes and do like these weird things where like um, Bill oh, holds yeah. out like his weird. like jacket and Mike drives through it like he has bull horns on and he like moves it. It's weird. It would be like nice. in a in like a family syndicated show, like one of those kind of awkward. Oh, everything's fine. It was fine like the montages. intro to a yeah. family like syndicated show. Yeah, it was weird. Sounds like a solid montage. I mean, this movie is terrifying compared to that one, but uh, I do enjoy watching the old one just because of Tim Curry. Yeah, that'd be the first time I've ever seen it, and I was not really... Not impressed. Yeah, not impressed. Uh, Jordan, <laughs> what'd you think? Have you seen it? This is Jordan recording from North Carolina. Uh, I have never seen the TV miniseries before. I also did not really have any other knowledge going in. I hadn't read the book or anything like that. Uh, I'd seen the trailers for this movie. Um, so yeah, I was going in pretty blind. And last but not least, Pap. This is your float, Drew, aka Pappy, <laughs> Colorado. Uh, I haven't seen the original miniseries. I've seen a couple of clips from it. I've seen the clip where uh, Tim Curry, Pennywise's face is in the moon. I've seen where the older loser gang's eating Chinese food, and I've seen the scene with the. Uh, slingshot so um, you've seen all the worst parts of the yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's what i wanted to see but <laughs> i started to read the book a little bit it's kind of a crazy clusterfuck like it's fun to read something that was literally written by cocaine yeah mm-hmm. i would that's how i would <laughs> describe the tv mini series is a crazy clusterfuck because it's kind of all over the place how long is the miniseries? Like combined, hours? it's yeah, combined, it's like three hours and ten minutes. And it's weird what ABC did because this is back when like Stephen King was like the biggest name to put on horror, like in nineteen ninety, and um, they did like two Sundays, like two two-hour specials on back-to-back Sundays. So like you know, tune in next week to see what the older, less cool people do. I don't know. It was kind of weird. Uh, but. <laughs> The first one had problems with like weird timeline issues, but we're talking about the new one here. Uh, the new one, uh, 
It's set in 1988 in the town of Derry. Uh, there's a bunch of kids going missing, and uh, nobody can really explain it. What else am I missing here to set this up? Lots of rain when Georgie gets his arm taken off. That was kind of gruesome. Yeah, I feel like the the opening scene to kind of kick things off. Yeah. Because that's like pretty much exactly what's in the book, but it's been like updated for the 80s. Because, like, in the original, I don't know if it's if it's this way in the miniseries, but in the book, it starts in the 50s and jumps to the 80s, and this starts in the 80s. Yeah. Kind of like Stranger Things. Like, a lot of people are cashing in on that 80s nostalgia nowadays. Yeah, 80s is a really hot decade for film and TV right now. So, uh, the start of the movie, this little kid named Georgie is making a, a boat with his brother to go sail it out on the street and he what's his brother's name uh bill right stutter and bill yeah bill. stutter and yeah. bill bill is talking to him on the walkie-talkie and georgie's out there he, uh his boat goes into the storm drain and he's he meets this clown called pennywise who is apparently living in the storm drain and <laughs> uh Kind of, he kind of chats him up for a little bit, and it's really creepy. It was creepy in the original as well. And then we kind of get a scene of Georgie sticking his arm in there to grab his boat, and it gets ripped off, and it's very graphic. And this kid it's is like, graphic. yeah, this kid is like six years old or something, and he's running around <laughs> with one arm ripped off. <laughs> and it was just kind of like a. a sh- real shock to see that on screen. It was pretty graphic, especially with a little kid. What did you guys think? It was pretty crazy to me how the first time that we see this monster, it's like very much face to face. And like we, the first image we get of him is him just like talking and trying to be calm. And you can almost see his, like his giddiness at having a kid that he thinks he's like trapped here. Um, I don't know. It's, it's pretty freaky and a pretty insane way to like introduce a monster character like this. Well, and like all of the marketing for this movie too, like when this trailer came out at that time, it was the most viewed trailer of all time. Um, but a lot of it focused around this scene. So I think a lot of people had like seen the boat and I think a lot of people knew of the drain scene, but I don't think a lot of people knew that he gets his arm fucking bitten off by yeah. Pennywise. <laughs> that like uh, makes it a hard R right, out, right away. <laughs> uh, one thing that this movie did that the original didn't was it kind of right off the bat, you know, that this, this clown is like supernatural or like an alien or a creature of some, something in the original, it was just kind of hidden off screen. You don't really see Georgie getting his arm ripped off and any of that stuff. And you certainly don't see that it is, uh, well in the original, he's a giant spider. <laughs> uh, which was that, that's pretty his, weird. F- his final form. Yeah. yeah, it's like his third Frieza form as a spider. <laughs> yeah, and in uh, this one, I guess we can kind of speculate on what he is later. But uh, what kind of happens after this? I mean, it's a little bit of a difficult movie to kind of go scene by scene. I mean, it's pretty form- formulaic. I mean, you, you get introduced to the characters and all of their like attributes of what their weaknesses are, what their strengths are. And throughout the course of this movie is bringing these characters together. 
because they're on screen, but not to like halfway through the movie does the Losers Club, you know, the seven actually form. And uh, where I think the movie really kicks off outside of Georgie getting his arm bitten off and Pennywise is like seven sets of teeth, which was terrifying to watch. Mm. Um, kind of the bonding over Pennywise and how to defeat him is kind of like the second act, whereas the or like the last half of the movie, whereas the first half is just kind of the bonding and growing of the characters. Yeah, so we run into uh, who's the I'm so bad with names. Who's the fatter kid? Henry? Ben. Ben. Yeah. Chevy oh, Henry, Ben. Yeah. The new kid. He does like the research, like sort of background in this. And I think in the book and in the original miniseries, that's Mike the. Mike the black, librarian. Yeah, the black character, right? He's the one who. Yeah, they kind of really changed Mike in this in this newer version. Uh, I don't know anything about the book, so. His character was like kind of like confusing to me because he kind of like disappeared for a while and then came back. It's like they didn't know how to write Mike. Well, he, he didn't sta- have anything to do. Like, yeah, he other started than kill off. Sheep. He's you know killing sheep with the No Country for Old Men gun, and then uh, <laughs> you're right, he just disappears. That might be the scariest uh, scene in the movie. Like as a kid <laughs> having to murder all those sheep. <laughs> like his, what I was assuming that was his grandpa, just like forcing him to slaughter sheep, and Mike wanted no part of it. And yeah, his grandpa like Leroy. I mean, I th- I think he disappeared just because that's like you said, Stevie. That's kind of the whole first act of the movie is kind of setting the stage, and he is. It's I'm reading on Wikipedia right now. I didn't catch this during the movie, but it says that he's homeschooled, and so mm-hmm. it would make sense that he's not a part of like the original group, and they kind of find him later when he's getting bullied. Yeah, Derry sounds like it has some really, like, a really terrible racist past. And that's why I think, like, his character is, like, secluded for, like, a lot of the movie. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, We also meet Beverly. She meets Ben outside, and Beverly is kind of labeled as a slut. A whore. And this was all kind of, like, made up. The town bicycle. Yeah, this is all kind of a made up (laughs) rumor. By jealous girls or something at school and she she kind of has that label throughout the entire movie and beverly's uh fears she's abused by her dad so she has a really messed up home life uh, what else do we know about beverly wasn't that so creepy with the scenes with her dad though like, I just, I don't know, I got, like made my skin crawl like it was so rapey and molesty i don't know i didn't <laughs> Those are almost as creepy as the clown scenes, yeah. Yeah, those were not cool. Um, I think from the miniseries, I'm not sure if this is in the book or not, but she's like considered like uh, poor and white trash in the town. I remember that was in the miniseries. Pap, is that in the book? Uh, I haven't gotten that far yet, but mm. that was definitely the case in this new movie as well. Yeah. What did you guys think about the scene where they're like cleaning up all the blood and there's like a happy blood wiping montage oh in the bat in the bathroom yeah uh, in the bathroom because like her she has like this thing where the blood she, like well she cuts her hair earlier on and then out of the same sink the blood starts squirting out and then her dad doesn't see it and she brings us the, lo- the losers club back and they wipe up all the blood yeah uh i mean it's disgusting but uh, i wasn't shocked by it because i it was in the original and they did the exact same thing. It was like a happy montage. 
<laughs> but yeah, the whole thing is that the parents can't see any of this crazy stuff going on. Um, and these kids are just kind of like living in constant fear. But what did you think of the the blood scenes, Stevie? I thought it was like one of the more well-shot scenes. I mean, not the wiping down, but like the blood actually flowing. Uh, I thought that was, I want to see how that was shot. If it was CGI, if they did it practical. Uh, It just looked really cool on screen. And I'm someone who gets queasy for blood. And I thought that was just neat. The sink just like blast Beverly in the face. Like she's <laughs> <laughs> standing right over the sink and is just dumping gallons onto her yeah, face. Yeah, her cut hair comes alive and like traps her to the sink so she can't move. Uh, who, who are the other kids? We got Eddie. Eddie, uh, he's one of the smaller kids and he's kind of like a hypochondriac. And his mother is really overbearing. And uh, kind oh, of, I thought you were gonna say overweight. Oh, uh, no. whoa! No, this is not a fat shaming podcast. <laughs> Since when? <laughs> Since we got so much negative feedback for those John Candy comments. <laughs> but Eddie is a hy- hypochondriac. Uh, he's uh, kind of a smart talking kid. I thought he was hilarious. I thought he did a really good job. He kind of had a difficult role to play in this movie. I think he was probably one of the better actors. His character was actually a lot of fun to watch on screen. I feel like some of the child actors were just there to be there. And I thought his role was actually really neat to watch throughout the movie. So I thought that kid did an awesome job. Yeah, he. the whole premise of the movie is like it will uh, prey on your fears. And so Eddie's fear is being sick getting hurt, uh, Lepers. stuff like that. Yeah. So anytime stuff like that would come up, he always is like searching around for his pills. He has like anxiety the whole movie. He's really freaking he has out. The asthma. Whole time. Yeah. He has <laughs> asthma. And I thought he did a great job with like all the stuff that was, that he had to deal with as a character. So that little kid did a great job. I thought he was really good too. Has he been in something before i feel like i recognized him but maybe it just felt like he was a seasoned actor on his own Let's see he also is was in uh scales mermaids are real he played adam that was from 2017 great movie uh, tales of halloween he played younger stranger uh that was from 2015 <laughs> and played beautiful boy oh upcoming so uh so, no. jack dylan so- grazer is his name i think this is like his breakout role though for sure um and then we have stanley who is the jewish friend (laughs) uh his fear was just this one painting in his dad's office what was that thing it was like a demonic mona lisa it was a very creepy painting anyways but i guess it was a woman playing a flute yeah and she was very like grotesque and hideous looking uh but that was his fear and so that kind of lurked around and kind of stalked him throughout the movie um not much else about him he wasn't a very prominent character in the movie do you guys have that's kind of my comment about and i was like some characters are just there because they have to be i felt Mm -hmm. like stans is one of them and and it's i mean he's not going to make the sequel which is unfortunate uh, which Spoiler I kinda, alert, he kills himself. 
Yeah, he kills himself as an adult when he learns that it is back. But uh, I just I just wish he had a more prominent role because I feel like if you're gonna lose a character, it might as well be someone that's really memorable. Yeah, it seems like a lot of the character, or like all these kids, are pretty fleshed out, really, except for him. Like his traits are being kind of a pussy and being Jewish and scared of a painting, and like that's like the three traits that we get. Uh, who else do we need to talk about still? Or what? Uh, you have Richie, the kid from Stranger Things. God, he the was mouth. annoying. <laughs> was he not? Like, well, I, his joke, his jokes ran thin for a while for me. It, okay, his character in the first movie is played Seth by Green. Seth Seth Green, and he was way worse. <laughs> like Seth Green's character was tough to watch. <laughs> this one was not. Uh, but I agree with Pab. His jokes, I mean, a lot of them missed. You could tell it in the theater. People kind of groaned when he would say yeah. stuff, which might be a part of his character arc of, you know, you're constantly talking and it's not always funny. So. Like the first three times you hear like a adolescent say fuck, it's funny. But then after a while, like it doesn't doesn't really feel as sharp, especially like today. You like think this could have been like more well placed, like with emphasis? Like a little the bit. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. And like you in the you're dealing with like, we don't really know why he's such a wisecracker too it just kind of catches you off guard and like a lot of times like tonally i feel like it takes away from the scenes uh i mean i think that's just his character his character is just a loud mouth and curses all the time his i mean it was the same character in the first one uh but i thought he did a great job as well we know him from stranger things and he's pretty great in that mm-hmm. uh but his fear is actually clowns which is kind of ironic because he grows up to become a comedian and clowns are funny, I guess. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> are, are they, though? Uh, this, are is, they? this movie is going to do a big hurt on the clown industry. I'm telling you. There's a rally never, next yeah. month. <laughs> yeah, man. There's pro-clown rally. Clowns are hurting after this. This is a tough one. I'm just waiting for Donald Trump to give a statement. Big clown is coming back with a vengeance. <laughs> Corporate clown. <laughs> Clowns are people too. Uh, Ben, we didn't get a lot of backstory on him, did we? That he was—he's the new kid the researcher. Yeah. Um, in the miniseries, I think his dad was a war vet that died, like in war. And his fear was like him was his dad, at least in the miniseries. What was his fear in this one? He's the one that got dragged like into the basement, right? or not dragged, but like kind of lured into the basement of the he library. He was like chased around by the headless there, horsemen. Oh that was yeah, it was like a headless dude. Those were the Easter kids that blew up. He was just reading oh, about okay. it. Oh okay, okay okay. So did but, he actually have like a signified fear? Yeah, I'm trying to. Re- I don't think he. I don't did. think he did. Hmm. Uh, and then Mike, who's. The black kid, he his parents were killed in a fire. Is that the fire that was caused that Ben was reading about? Dairy. It was like uh, a ra- a racial club or something. A black club. Got oh, burned I didn't even catch on to that. Yeah. Catch. Was that yeah. what happened, or was that? At I his thought it was at something? his actual home. Because mm. like his parents like try like getting through, but um. Yeah, Derry seems to have a lot of a terrible racist past, especially when Crazy Bowers is talking about how he wished he did it. 
Yeah, and it's scary like, character. It's, <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, I kept forgetting what Kid year it was. Psycho. It was like the late '80s, and they're still having all these crazy race wars or something. This is well, not only weird. race. Like this, this movie drops a hard uh, derogatory term for homosexuals. Like you don't hear that f word very many times in movies anymore. But they they went there. Yeah, uh, but. They kind of undercut it by having kids say it. So it's like, uh, it's a kid. It's kind of like a pass, even though it is in bad taste. I was waiting for Bowers to drop the N-word the whole time. Because, I mean, he, he was really obsessed he with killing Mike. Yeah, I thought he was going to. I was pretty excited for it as well. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Edit point. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we finally got the backstory on everybody, I think. Uh, and Mike's fear was burning in a fire because that's how his parents died. Um, and then we should probably talk about Henry, the bully, who uh, kind of terrorizes the uh, the loser club for like the entire movie. And uh, he eventually gets his come up towards the end, but he's kind of like the the bully. He's been blowing them all school year, and this summer he's really kind of like taking it over the edge. And his friends and his dad are kind of like, "Whoa, dude, you need to chill out," because he's like slicing this fat kid on a bridge. It was that like, was tough to watch. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was intense. That went a little far. I didn't enjoy watching that at all, and you're right. Uh, he left uh, Stutter and Bill alone, whose uh, fear was, I guess, the loss of Georgie. Um, he left him alone for a year because of what happened, and now he's like, gloves are off, dude. It's game over, and he really <laughs> went psycho. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought that like... kid was a really good actor, though. How do you say his last name? It's Jaden Liberaire. Liberaire. Oh, Stutter and Bill? Lieberher, yeah. he is the guy from uh, Midnight, Midnight Special. Special. He's that kid. Favorite movie of 2016. Totally different looking kid now. Yeah, Henry is kind of got like all the markings of a future serial killer. And uh, later on in the movie, it kind of takes advantage of that and kind of forces him to do some things. Not sexual things, violent things. Violent things, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I guess yeah, Stephen, Mikey. We haven't talked about uh, Bill Skarsgård as Pennywise. Who do you like better? Uh, from Tim a... Curry. All right, Mikey uh, Skarsgård. Or why? Yeah, why? You like Skarsgård more? Whoa. Yeah. Fight. Let's go into it. Why, Mikey? <laughs> What'd you like more about Bill than you did Tim? I mean, everything is just so cheesy in that first movie. It's kind of hard to take it seriously. I. It's not that he didn't do a good job. It's just this new clown is terrifying and it's like kind of charismatic too and like the way that it moves and the way it's talking it's like it's really the way he contorted his body was yeah really creepy. it's really disturbing to watch and i thought he did a great job and then considering the fact that when you see bill skarsgård in real life you're like holy fuck that's like the handsomest guy i've seen and he's like a total monster in this movie yeah i didn't really um the only reason I like Tim Curry more is because he actually felt like a clown, which I thought was kind of like the lure, uh, like how he like lured children in the miniseries, where this one felt really cold. 
I felt like when Bill Skarsgård tried to like poke fun, it didn't always land. And also with the prosthetics he had on like his mouth, his cheeks, and like his head as a whole, I feel like you always couldn't understand what Pennywise was saying. I feel like a lot of like uh, words were lost in translation with uh, Bill Skarsgård's, but I still think he did a good job. I just prefer Tim. Other than the teeth, were there any like CGI effects? Do you guys know? Because like I feel like every time I saw Bill Skarsgård, it kind of took me out of the movie a little bit. As he was actually moving his eyes, he has a, a horribly lazy eye where he can split his eyes. Um, That's weird. I don't think it was CGI. I just think it was practical makeup because I guess like his like they had to like the prosthetics he was wearing. It was he's wearing like a huge head. Because, I mean, he doesn't have that big of a head in real life. He does have a pretty big forehead, though. Yeah, it's a five head for sure. What did you think, Pap? Do you think he did a good job? Yeah, I thought he was pretty good. Um, He's not on screen that much, so. I think that's good, though. It's kind of like Jaws. You don't need to see it the whole time. Well, like, and that's like, it's like one of the best scenes of the whole movie was the projection scene. And it's kind of the updated version of like the photo album scene where they're watching. Explain like, that sort of, one, Paps. They're watching like a slideshow of the what is it, like map overlays of uh, the, yeah. the sewers, uh, sewer, and the sewer system, stuff like that. And then like Pennywise starts to like pop up in the projections, and it starts going faster, and they can't turn it off. <laughs> I thought that scene was super effective until Pennywise climbs out of the screen and then like charges at him. Like I thought like it built really, really well. And then like every time he like kind of came out and ran at him, I feel like that's kind of like when my disbelief or like my tension was sort of snap. Like it would have been cooler if it would have just kind of like ended more ambiguously. I, I thought, but that's, that was one of my favorite scenes though. Nonetheless. I jumped out of my seat during that scene. I'm not even going to lie. Yeah. Like, I think everybody did in the theater. I think I, that got the biggest yeah, that scare. Was super scary. Yeah. I had to catch my breath. <laughs> I read that that was like a, an homage to, or an homage to uh, another Stephen King book or movie. I can't remember which it is um, where there's like a dog that kind of comes out of, pro- out of a projector in a similar way. And Cujo? actually, when pe- Cujo? Uh, no, it was it was Maximum a story I'd never overdrive? heard of before. Maximum Overdrive, future spoiler <laughs> in that movie for sure. But when Pennywise comes out of the projection, he's like barking like a dog, and that was like part of like the reference to that older story too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that was the biggest jump scare in the movie. It got everybody kind of. It got everybody it just, in the theater. It, it, it was hard to look at because he was showing full teeth. And he was huge in this tiny little garage. Yeah. Charging at the camera. It was just an intense scene. Yeah, but that the whole movie, like when I was waiting for the jump scare, like it was super effective and like tense. Like once Pennywise actually popped up, I felt a lot of like relief and it wasn't as scary. Like it felt like a more slasher type 
traditional not as good horror movie where you have like this jump scare then the guy's like running at him for like five i don't know i didn't love that part (laughs) scary terry walking after him bitch (laughs) i just watched that episode like literally half an hour ago uh so what else happened sex is sacred you can run but you can't hide bitch (laughs) maybe we should try hiding (laughs) uh so yeah the guy the gang figures out that it lives in the sewers so they start making their way down there to try and kill it you gotta talk about the house man yeah yeah, the house. Uh, where they where the house splits all the kids up. Yeah, they go to the house because there's a well in the basement of this house, and I guess that's where they have figured out that it is coming out of regularly. I mean, this is like its home, I guess. It's coming out of this well, um, and inside this house, you got Richie, you got Bill, you got Eddie going into this house to try and find it and they all get kind of separated i thought this was like the better scene uh rather than the projection scene uh yeah this was like a crazy fun house type horror haunted horror house type stuff it was it was nuts and it kind of like preyed on all of their fears individually he splits them up and then just torments them. And they got to try and run around and find find their way back to each other. Yeah, I thought this was like probably the most intense part of the whole movie. Um, as I said, you get Richie and you get Bill together, which they have like that fire, dirty water coming at them that like spews out. Uh, it's also the same scene where Richie gets locked in a room with like all the clowns. Oh, God, that was horrible. That was really creepy. I was watching a YouTube video where... One of the dolls looks just like Pennywise from the 1990 version. Yeah. So that was kind of cool to see. Um, you also have Eddie getting chased by that darn leper again, where he falls through the floor and cracks his arm in half. Uh, and also, um, what was that one girl's name that went missing, where she was like got dragged away when they were in the house? Ripson? Uh, Ripson, yeah. yeah. Where they turn the light and she's hanging in half, asking where her shoes are. Yeah. And, um, kind of like the ultimate buildup of the house scene is where they're all in the same room together and uh, Pennywise after doing like his contortionist out of the fridge walking towards Eddie um, he has like his werewolf hand come out of his glove he slashes fat Bill into little into meat Um, I just thought this is probably the most intense part of the whole movie it was fun to watch yeah uh, they all kind of get their fears preyed on here and Eddie kind of gets the brunt of it as he falls through <laughs> he falls through the floor and he lands on a table and he breaks his arm and while he's down there Pennywise is just tormenting him he's literally about to get eaten and uh, Bev stabs him in the face with a fire poker or something like that and so it kind of uh, goes back down into the well and then they kind of regroup and when they get out, Eddie's mom takes him to the hospital. He's kind of banned from seeing them for like the rest of the summer. And uh, they all kind of split up for a couple months. And uh, nothing really happens during that time, right? Yeah, it, the final showdown was kind of Richie saying he wanted to live and Bill socked him square in the face. 
Stutter and Bill. Uh, yeah, so after that, a couple months down the road, Bev is taken by Pennywise, uh, and then uh, they all kind of regroup and then make their way down one last time into the sewers where uh, they have to confront Pennywise for one last time. Uh, what happens here, Pappy? So they go down there with the plan of beating Pennywise to death with a bunch of pipes <laughs> they find, I guess. They find his uh, spooky cottage with all the children floating around it. It's a really awesome visual, actually. Uh, You'll float, too. Yeah, they find Bev. They see Georgie, the little brother. And then uh, Stuttering Bill uses the sheep gun, the No Country for Old Men gun, to kill his fake little brother. That's pretty much kind of like how they defeat Pennywise in the short term like he kind of falls down the well and yeah they kind of that's take pretty much it yeah beating the shit out of him they, they pull down Bev they <clears throat> the fat kid kisses her right mm-hmm. yeah, he's, yeah. The prin- he's the prince charming kiss yeah um and then yeah the movie kind of ends and then it says like chapter one they'll come back as adults which I thought was a great way to end uh this movie the chapter one I thought that was really cool. But, I mean, if you've seen the first one, it's you kind of expect it. So, But overall, I thought it was a great movie. What did you guys think? Yeah, are we doing yes or no's right now? Uh, I mean, we can. I'd give it a, I'd give it a yes. Uh, I, I thought that the parts where the Losers Club were together were the strongest parts of the movie. Um, it felt kind of spielbergian like we said like stranger things et that kind of feel we have a group of kids on bikes having an adventure um this movie does have a couple like jump scares though and not that those are always bad but like it's definitely like i said more of the traditional slasher film sort of jump scare that's not my favorite part of horror i prefer more of the the tension around it but it's a yes i'm glad to see it breaking records but it's not my favorite horror movie of the year by any stretch. That's definitely Get Out. Uh, but yes for me. Stevie? Uh, definite yes for me. Um, outside the projector scenes, uh, not all the jump scares landed for me. I thought the scariest part of the whole movie was when Bill or Georgie was kind of tormenting Bill in the house. When he went down in the basement, it was flooded. And Georgie mm-hmm. just started shouting, you'll float too. And his face started turning all demonic along with his voice. Yeah, Penny Rise is coming out of the water. Like, that I thought was the scariest part. And awesome shot. Um, this movie has awesome visuals. I think this is probably the most carefully carefully handled Stephen King adaptation by far. Um, the squirting, uh, the flying blood, as well as the, the floating children were just awesome visuals. Strong acting by the children. Uh, I mean, this movie's carried by the children more so than uh, Sarsgaard. So, definite yes for me. Uh, I'll probably see it again before it's out of theaters. Jordan? Uh, yeah, it's another yes from me. Um, I have to agree with Pappy. It does bring back a lot of that like 80s nostalgia. The kids riding around on bikes, getting into, into adventures, that sort of 
feel to the whole movie, which is really good. Um, and it's not just like the the one kid actor that connects it to Stranger Things. I think they have a lot of the they share a lot of ties um, from the from the time period. I also really liked how like part of the scariness for me was that they didn't over explain Pennywise and like what kind of monster he was. Like it's pretty clear that he was like some sort of some sort of shapeshifter, but they didn't go like too in depth and detail and like kind of break the tension ever to like just uh give like a like a monologue about like oh like this is how he works like that would have been pretty boring and so i think it was good that they kept up the tension by not over explaining him um but yeah it was it was a good movie for me especially going in like without any history of the story i really really liked it uh yeah i'll I'll give it a yes to um comparing it to the previous uh movie I think this is better in just about every way. Um, (laughs) Like Stevie said, the visuals are crazy. And I think that's what really makes the movie stand out this time around. Because you guys have got to see the first one. Like the the last 15 (laughs) minutes. Or or just look up the YouTube clip of it or something. Because it's fucking terrible. Uh, (laughs) It's like uh, really bad animation. Uh, But yeah, the visuals... (laughs) really help this uh this story uh because that's all it is it's like visuals nonstop. uh but i thought everybody did a great job i thought bill skarsgård did a great job as pennywise all of the kids were amazing um i thought they were all cast pretty great uh it'll be interesting to see who they choose for the next movie uh, because they will be adults then, or teenagers, whatever they're trying I'll to do. I'll bet a hundred dollars right now that Jeremy Renner's in it. Stop what? trying to make Jeremy Renner happen. I'm just saying he can be in like he's like not. It's weird. He can be any character. There's nothing like exceptional about him. He's just kind of there. He's just Jeremy Joel, Renner. Him or Joel Edgerton, I bet, will be in it. <laughs> Jeremy... Amy Adams is Beverly. Ooh, Ooh. no, they have now that uh, Jessica Chastain is the one that they've pegged right now. Who plays uh, Finn? Not Finn. Yeah, Finn. John from Boyega is Mike. John Boyega is Mike. Well, dude, how, why would you assume that'd be Mike? That's kind Seth of Seth Green coming back as the <laughs> Seth Fuck Green. Fuck Seth character. Green, dude. I Seth hate Green him so is much. <laughs> Seth Green is Bev. <laughs> as Beverly. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I thought this movie was great. I don't usually go for horror movies, but this one was uh pretty good. Um, so I'll give it a yes as well. And that means this movie is preserved. Uh, Before we go, did you guys see the trailer for uh, Ready Player One? I Spielberg's new yet. movie? That didn't come up on mine. It looks awesome. It's like uh, every iconic movie or video game thrown into one giant virtual reality. It looks so nice. cool. I don't know anything about Ready Player One at all, but yet... It's taken like forever to get this movie made because it's like taking licenses from franchises all, pop all culture. over the place. So yeah, it's it'll be interesting to see for sure. Reddit Reddit wants that movie to be good so bad. I can, I can only hope it's as good as Big Friendly Giant. Ooh, that was bad. The BFG. <laughs> I didn't enjoy that one at all. Uh, do we have anything else we want to say about it? What, what do you guys think it is? An alien? Weird animal? Something? Stevie, you said it was from space? 
Yeah. Um, that's like according to lore of the book, which I haven't read. He's like some kind of cosmic being that. There's some sort of like turtle god, too. <laughs> like, yeah, the turtle is like his enemy, but the clown. What? Oh, yeah. It, dude, Stephen King. Cocaine, so baby. Cocaine Co fucking cane. What's this dude? turtle thing? <laughs> I mean, when he handed it into his publisher, it just chalked in cocaine. Shut the uh, fuck up. <laughs> But I mean, they make some references like to turtles in this movie, like when they're in the river, as well as like the Lego turtle that yeah. um, Bill's holding in Georgie's room. But uh, Stephen yeah, it's King like... handed the script to his editor, and then it was like LeBron James before the start of a game. He's like <laughs> cocaine, <laughs> just Clapped walks out the door. Yeah, no edits. Um, he's like some like celestial being that like. Um, the fear makes the children taste better. And the clown, uh, <laughs> he like selects humans because humans have a greater imagination. The clown is like this creature's disguise. It's really weird. Uh, okay, so yeah, that's probably different in this movie, I'm guessing. I'm guessing they're not going to go into the turtle backstory. Later I mean, on. they did show, like, the death lights or whatever down his throat, but I think that might just be, like, a nod to the book. Mm. I'm not sure. Yeah. It was interesting. Uh, also, there is no kid gangbang, so... <sighs> so Boo. disappointed. I, yeah, that would be a tough, tough <laughs> sell, uh, but that part of the book is not in this movie, so... I think. Do you guys think that uh, Bev's uh, key will be used for anything? That key she had like, around her neck the whole time? Is that part of the book? I have no idea. I just I was noticing little things on Bev. Like she had a ring that had an anchor on it. Which is kind of ironic because she's the one that floated. Uh, I don't know. I just think that maybe that key will be used for something in the future movie. I don't know. That's up to Pat. Pap will have to report back. He's the one actually reading this book. So in 20 years, when Pat finishes that book, we'll get that, <laughs> we'll get that review. Uh, but yeah, I'm a slow was, reader. <laughs> this was spoilers. Our email is podcastspoilers at gmail.com. Josh Hensley from the Rutabaga wrote our theme. And if you enjoyed what you heard today, please don't forget to leave us a review by searching for movie spoilers, clicking on the cereal bowl, select the reviews tab, and leave us some stars and some words. That was spoilers. That was spoilers. Val Kilmer, friend of the show. <laughs>